That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh my god, it's okay. Just 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 spent last night and today. Uh finally the tears are coming. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going with my life. Nothing mm-hmm. that I used to know or count on is really available to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And because I'm tapering off of my anxiety medication, I feel like the truth is finally, you know, bubbling to the surface. I'm able to be in touch with those emotions. I'm kind of grieving a lot of what I lost (laughs) because I've been medicated (laughs) very heavily and just sort of like, yeah, whatever, the past year or so of this pandemic. And I feel like the magnitude uh, is hitting me even more, but whatever. Look, I, I, and like, this is zero taking away from like your journey, your feelings, but I'm also feeling a lot of feelings right now too. So yeah. I think there's a heaviness I on top of like your journey as well. Like that's adding to it. Well, and I'm I, just, I'm very much like, what the fuck? Why? What's with the testing that's happening? <laughs> I didn't I didn't sign up for a pop quiz universe universe I'm like why are we having a collective like unraveling you know it's it's, yeah it's like we're supposed to have it like a different pops and buzzes so that we can support one another and now everyone's like I'm tapped out I can't fucking help you I'm just tied up in my own shit and uh yeah it's not nice but um I don't know and then and then shit like getting a terrible head cold in the middle of the summer happens to nice people like our guest Lyriel. Welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yup. Ah. Oh, love that post cold just sort of where you you actually sound emotional because you've got a little bit of the post cold uh, voice still hanging on. I know, like you could be do some really good VO work, oh which is kind of what you're doing today. Yeah, right. No, I, I feel like so after shows we used to go to in Charlotte, there was a Waffle House we used to go and like get food. I sound like the old waitress. Her name was Chainsaw and she was about 70 years old and had four teeth. <laughs> so I feel like that's what I sound like right now. Do you know the origin of the name Chainsaw? I wish I did. So we used to take bands and stuff that would come through there. And we like, hey, let's go get food at Waffle House. We take take them to go see this 
this lady chainsaw, she always worked the night shift. She's like, how are you boys doing tonight? And like all these like <laughs> crazy bands all tatted up. We're all like taking over this little waffle house. And she was just the sweetest old lady who'd been there a hundred years and she'd make them wow. sign a hat and they'd stick it to the wall. And that was it. I love it. Yeah, I know when you're like chainsaw, it sounds like you did something violent to earn that nickname yet. She was a sweetheart. So. She was. Who knows? Maybe she's just out like, you know, deforest and dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, and you know, like, That's every, exactly where my brain went. Just left and right. And every break, she's just out there smoking Marlboro Reds, just like drinking whiskey on the job. Like, who knows what she was doing? She was just living life. Living <laughs> her best Waffle House life. Yeah. You know, to be fair, like a John Waters character for female um, was named Hatchet Face. So, yeah, there you, you go. know. <laughs> Who's like maybe a hero of mine actually growing up. I was like, you can look like that and make out as hard as you want with <laughs> Thank that. you, John Waters, for teaching me life is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, yet again, you know, there's a, we could, yeah, there's so many life lessons to be had from John yes, Waters films. But, but um, speaking of life lessons, yeah, speaking of life lessons, <laughs> right. I would say if you're joining us, hi guys, welcome back to part two bouncers of side work. Here we are. Uh, I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your co-host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today, which we mentioned, is our friend and listener of the pod and also bouncer extraordinaire, Lariel. Do you go by your full name, Lariel Jane Doe? Um, well, that's what I legally changed it to. And I um, nice. still can't believe I got away with that. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and maybe they didn't notice. Um, so um, I, I just go by Lariel. And yeah. yeah, you are like Cher. It's like Cher or yeah. Prince. We we understand. So Lyriel, welcome, welcome. We couldn't continue with part two of this topic without also imbuing some more of this episode with some of your stories and perspectives before we uh, continue on with our interview, you know, with Jarrett. Yeah, so tell us your background in uh, how you got into being a... Uh, you know, security, a door person, a bouncer. And take a sip yeah, of that so, tea before yeah. you spill it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it kind of started. So um, I'm, I'm a trans girl. So I transitioned mm -hmm. about four years ago. And before I transitioned, I started training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Nice. And it sounds silly, but I wanted to start training something so that I would feel safe because I grew up in the South. I had my ass kicked multiple times for being feminine, if you could imagine that. And wow, no, never heard that story. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I, I started looking up. I'm like, well, what is the most self-defense, like specific for women? What can be good? And Brazilian jiu-jitsu came up over and over and over. So I went and started and I fell in love. And after a year, I transitioned. I told my family, I told my ex and everything kind of fell apart from there except jiu-jitsu. I just kept training. Yes every single day, sometimes twice a day. And um, after kind of living in my truck a little bit and trying to figure out the first year of transition, I had made friends with a girl and her boyfriend was running security at um, this bar called The Graduate, which is now closed since yes. COVID. Okay. And he knew that I was training and I was also looking for work because I had lost my job. It was just a whole mess my first year. And I was like, 
yeah, I'd, I'd love a job. What do I do? What is it? And he goes, it's bouncing. I'm like, I'm in, let's do this. I've been training for <laughs> uh, two years now. I feel confident. Like I, I can do this. It's easy work. And I had done it before years and years and years ago in my early twenties. And now I actually knew how to fight and defend myself. So I felt safe and all the boys there were huge. So <laughs> I show up to the grad and I did not really know that it was a country Western bar. Um, they okay. did line, yeah, line dancing on Thursday nights and it was 18 and over. So we had all the Cal Poly oh. kids that would show up, um, most of them underage. And then um, we had the 21 and overs that would come in. And so the bar was divided. We had a big dance floor, a soda bar, and then we pulled out, not even kidding, old hockey panels from an ice rink that closed, sectioned off the bar area, bolted them together and put a bouncer at each door at the entrance of the front and back. And that was the drinking area. Wow. Oh my God. We had so, like, wow. Yeah. So a corral, if you will. It was a, we <laughs> called it the corral. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the bar, the bar floor was just brick. The stools and chairs were all these giant thick wood that we had to move out of the way and arrange every night because it was also a restaurant during the day that no one ever ate at. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, we had to check everyone. Everyone got a hand stamp when they came in the door. Mm -hmm. It even said like um, over 21 or you suck or something like that on it if you're under 21. So it was clever. Right, right. I started out working the front door and learning how to check IDs. And honestly, any bar in the future, if you can put a girl on the door besides a big scary man, they there's much better response. People are much yeah. nicer, more open, and we can also spot the assholes real quick. Yes. So I got good at working the door. I got good at spotting fake IDs. Um, I got to keep all the ones that were not American. We had a lot of field workers, a lot of like Mexicans, a lot of people from all over that would come up for Friday night, which was mucho caliente. Yeah. Nice. So that was I love that this is, great. yeah, you're talking Central Coast and a bunch of people getting their, their Southern gentleman cosplay on you oh know my God, you have no idea these cal poly kids would put on this deep southern accent that i think they learned from watching country music videos and i'm like I, honey i grew up in the south you sound ridiculous right now <laughs> the only thing i learned from watching country music videos is how to leave my wife with kids oh <laughs> i do know that i've got a sugar shaker though you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's a good one yeah. <laughs> so Friday nights was our big fight night. That's when everyone would drive up from where I live, Santa Maria, come and drink and party and just big groups. And then they would just settle their shit at the bar. It just they would get into fights every Friday. It seemed like there was just something. <laughs> so after I'd worked the door, I would come inside around like midnight or so, because midnight till two was when it started to get a little rowdy. And we would have... 600 people in there i mean it was a big place it's, it's roadhouse it's like four times the size of the movie roadhouse it really felt you like were, that you needed multiple daltons you know oh yeah <laughs> and so one of my first i think it was in the first two weeks i was there i'm working a corral door and i see this like big old marine boy grab this little mexican guy by the head and tried to knee him in the head 
And I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill this guy. So without even thinking, I grabbed the, um, the bar back, put her on the corral and said, don't let anyone in. I come up behind the big Marine, set a uh, rear naked choke on him real quick, dropped him to the ground, drug him out the back door and left him there with two bouncers. He woke up and went, what happened? And they said, our our girl just dragged you out the door. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even kidding that getting that choke the right way, it doesn't cut their air off. It simply just gets their arteries, stops the blood to their head. They go to sleep real quick. They wake up nice and easy. So (laughs) I, he was out within six seconds. It was over. And so after that, I kind of had a reputation in the bar that I might be the cute one bouncing through and skipping across the floor, but I will put you to sleep. And yes. <laughs> so, like we've got a Vulcan on the premises. <laughs> right. And that's what jujitsu oh, teaches you is not to like, you're not going to square up with like this boy that's going to punch me in the face and break every bone I have. You're going to come from the side. You're going to get behind them. You're going to manage the distance so that you don't have a conflict. We don't want people to get hurt. And so I kind of developed that like walk. They would let me walk around and keep an eye on things. And, you know, if I saw something that looked weird, I knew how to control the person and stop them from engaging and not having to lay hands in the way that you would like punch or hurt somebody. And so right. I think more and more, especially police officers, need to learn how to control someone the right way where mm-hmm. you don't have to rely on these other things. And we also had multiple people around so that if something happened, I had two people behind me or behind them to handle the situation. It was all about de-escalation. That's the biggest thing is you don't want to get them worked up. You don't want to get in their face. You want to get them calm. You want to get them to just relax. You offer to buy them a drink. If they're kind of drunk, you're like, hey, come over here. Let's go talk. Come with me outside. You open the door, you let them walk out, and then you close it behind them. And that's it. Right, right. I mean, right. this is these are the rules of Roadhouse that get taught to the staff. It, I mean, I swear to God. It really is. <laughs> it really is. And the thing that I was reflecting on, we both were reflecting on, which you'll hear more about in this episode, is like, by the way, uh, your place of work creates these situations. So it's this funny thing like, all right, we're going to put them in this corral with a hockey floor, give them tons of alcohol and country Mm -hmm. music, but then it is Mm -hmm. our job to de-escalate the crazy situation Mm -hmm. we just started. Yeah, you have to be the cookies and the insulin at the same time, you know, basically, right? (laughs) And what's funny, like I, I still have pictures I think of it, but like behind the bar, there were like four spikes coming out where they had put like these dollar school dollar store skulls on them. Like it was just, it had that old school vibe. I'm so sad it closed. Cause I loved that place. Cause when I wasn't <laughs> bouncing, I wanted to make it like, I wanted to be there more. And I wasn't like, I wasn't cute enough to bartend. So I learned how to cook. I got behind the, yes. um, I got in the food. I would do lunch shifts. I would do dinner. I would do Sunday um, football. I did all that stuff just to like hang out because I enjoyed working there. My favorite part of this is that you were basically like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. Like, that's like what it comes down to. And I'm sure, you know, just telling the story that you did, like being able to go in there and work, like it sent you on your way to achieve even greater things like after, you know, which is amazing. And it was, is this the only place you bounced? um, I bounced in in California. Yes. So Mm -hmm. in Tennessee, I had worked security at a place, I think it was called the Electric Cowboy. 
Um, oh, I don't got, know how. You've got, um, you've got, <laughs> you've got a type. What can I say, Lyriel? You've I know. Got a type. I know. <laughs> and here's what I think is going to have to happen is we're going to have you have you back on the show to talk about specifically honky tonks, country western bars. We're going to shape an entire episode around you. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is today's just a small taste yeah. of what you have accomplished. <laughs> And and the best part about this bar was how nice and how welcoming, like I was, uh, you know, I was a trans girl. They did not know really like that environment hadn't really had much of that besides a few Mm -hmm. people that would come in and they would kind of snicker and make jokes at. But then all of a sudden I got these girls coming up to me saying, I feel safer. I'm glad that you're here and thank you for this and that. And I'm like, I just, I needed work. I'm glad I could facilitate that for you. And then to have these giant boys that were, you know, ex-gangsters and military, and they all like had no issue with pronouns. They had no issue with any of that. They were just wonderful. And I'm like, this is great. This is how it should be. Like, we're all just here to have fun. This is a bar. That's all it is. It's just a fun place to hang out. Fuck yes. It's, and I will say this too. It's just like bars are just sort of, you know, for better or for worse, they end up sometimes being your chosen family, as we all know. Yeah. A lot of people with different reasons uh, for maybe wanting to walk away from their day to day and you go choose your cheers family, which is all walks of life. And you're mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, can we just all decompress? No judgment, no bullshit. All exist as we are and have some beers. And uh, it can be beautiful. It can be very counterintuitive to what you may have also been expecting. You know, I'm always fearful. If I'm going yeah. into a country bar, I'm like, there's going to be rampant racism and sexism and homophobia. And while that can be true, you can be very, very delightfully uh, surprised to find quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're when you're two-stepping that aggression out on the dance floor, you know, <laughs> getting it out. <laughs> Uh, also, these are the type of like people that can actually dance. They like pay attention and they have dance moves under oh my, their belt. They did you, lessons. It's, it's impressive. They had oh, lessons an yeah. hour beforehand. People would come and learn the dances, and then they would show off the rest of the night. Ugh. That's, That's like amazing. Us. That's like us uh, getting those dance lessons before Dale Watson in Austin, um, in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. And I have to say, like, it's my own stupidity and a very tired trope that people in the South aren't progressive. And I want you to all know, like, I checked that and I'm always trying to check that in my own mind. I think we all know it's like weird Michigan militia people who are the problem. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> It's like it's like the the South the South is amazing and and we need to stop doing the thing where people are like oh you liberal coastal elites and oh you silly Southern people it's a real great grab bag of human mm-hmm. life and tons of acceptance and you know whatever so I'm already just checking myself I'm like I do not think that the South is backwards I mean it was in the nineties but it's gotten better it was. <laughs> Again, but it's like it's like all the young generations just ushering out the old bullshit, you know, for sure, which is good. Um, Well, that being said, we do want to do another episode with you down the road. OK, and we just thought you would be a lovely uh, little different perspective from your experience to sprinkle in here. So yeah, you basically gave us a live server submitted story like our first one kind of ever. So Thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you. It was really and fun. Yeah, your t-shirt's uh, dropping in the mail today. Um, oh, cool. 
Lyriel signed up for Apple Podcasts, even though she hates it, just to review us. So I was like, oh my God. I love it so much. All right. Um, yeah. You know, and if you guys out there have any more stories, or were you a bouncer? Did you work a door? Do you have any amazing tales? Please send them our way at sideworkpod at gmail.com. And uh, we will move into part two now of uh, you got you've been bounced with Jarrett Hayes and uh, hear more about what it takes to do this job. But thank you so much for contributing and telling us some of your experience so far. Lirio, we'll get you back on the pod to talk. Oh, more yeah. Soon. I can't wait to chat more cool. and thank feel you better. So much. I yes. appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Get that voice. Ugh. Thanks, honey. Lots of honey and hot tea. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, this is just a crazy caveat as well. Like for you to stay safe, there's already enough dangers, which we can get more into. But like my local Rite Aid, um, one of the employees, they'd been begging for someone to just be a security guard at the store. And one of the employees, because they're a really tight knit group, this was almost a week ago. um, He suspected someone of having merchandise that they were, you know, put in their bag or under their coat confronted them to you know to ask them about it which does not pay and this person shot and killed them in the right aid this thursday and you're sitting there going there's not enough money in the world especially at Mm -hmm. these jobs to take on it's like you let them walk out and call the police like let them go like i like i feel so bad this is clearly someone who went above and beyond and has pride in his job and was protecting the store but it's like at the end of the day yeah fuck that it's so sad yeah yeah that's that's very sad and it's also scary because there are definitely incidences that i remember like seeing guns um one in particular was at one of the bars that i used to work at um one of the regulars was getting into an argument with another person and they were going back and forth back and forth and they were and uh they rest of the patrons like hey you want to just keep an eye on this so i was like all right so i went out there and i was i was just on my phone not making a never mind because they were arguing there was nothing else that was happening it was just words no one was touching anyone just going back and forth with words so i knew that everything was cool and then one of them went inside just calmed down while the other one was talking to another patron and he was like well and Ultimately, I didn't hear exactly what he said, but he said, well, if he had done this, he pulled out a gun and cocked it. I was like, all right, Uh, fuck me. Here we go. (laughs) Boy, 
Yeah. And these are these fucking stories that you hear about shootings at bars and, and yeah. clubs is that like the bouncer always gets taken out, you know, like yeah. they're the first person there. They're the one that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and more along the lines of that, like uh, I worked this one job one day because it was uh, 125 bucks that night plus $20 tab and free food. Sure. I was like, heck, yeah, I need that money. But then I went in and I realized why this establishment doesn't really check IDs. They allow all ages all the time. Wow. And like the only rule that they have is no smoking of weed in the bar and just make sure that no one's drinking uh, alcohol that wasn't bought inside. So I basically did my thing where I sit outside and I check IDs and whatnot, thinking that I was in the right. Turns out that night they made more money because I kept out the younger uh, the younger crowds than they ever did and there was no incidents and like a couple of weeks later there was a, a small shootout and two people got shot they were both survived i think and and that same establishment but after that after that one shift i was like i was never going to go back and yeah I mean, uh, <laughs> the the perspective of it all is so fucking crazy like you know we talk about mm -hmm. the bartender of like bartender perspective all the time the server perspective of like you know working with people like being like sober i'm gonna do air quotes sober yeah. but like sometimes like you know as a bartender like i purposely wouldn't even start drinking if i did that shift until maybe like things were winding down you know yeah. like in the height of it you were to be sober and like having all this responsibility like on your shoulders at the same time and just seeing the most fucked up people you've ever seen in your oh whole life God. is so much I can't tell you how many times I was flirted with a boy by both guys and girls. It was just the most amazing thing. I was like, <laughs> are you sure you're not looking at me in sober eyes? I'm pretty sure you're not looking at me in sober eyes because I look I look like a I look like a dolphin that found out that he can walk. And here, <laughs> here, here y'all go like, oh, you're so hot. I'm like, no, you know, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stroke my ego, please. But, but, uh, but no, um, but, in, but seriously, like, um, it is weird to, you know, see people walk in because usually when people walk in, you can tell that mm -hmm. they're okay. Right. I, I've seen people walk in totally look like they're totally sober. And like five minutes later, they're like, slumped over in the seat being dragged down I'm like what in the hell what happened, happened? Yeah, you're, like, you're like we're like we're missing that five minutes of tape yeah, what exactly. happened you know yeah. sometimes you just gotta keep your shit together until you get inside then you just let it all spill it's, out all over yeah oh uh, my god well so <laughs> can you speak to the experience of refusing entry for people who are too fucked up oh yeah um there was uh one lady uh that comes to mind um okay she, I, it's me guys the jig is up <laughs> i knew it no I'm sorry. no but uh there was a concert in the back at this one venue and bar that i worked at and she was drinking and whatnot and then she tried to come back in but we weren't letting her in however the we had a cop at the time like just an off-duty officer in uniform and come and just, you know, help out if things get a little bit more out of control. And he was the one that's like, ma'am, you cannot go back in. You refuse to go back in. And he was yelling at, uh, telling the husband that she can't go back in and everything. And she tried like a couple of times and it was, uh, it was funny. 
but well, it was also very sad. It's, it's funny instead, you're like watching the drunk mind think that it's going to outsmart you. And yeah. it's really just out dumbing themselves. It's, exactly. I'm thinking of that scene from Bridesmaids when Kristen Wiig keeps trying to get into first class. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like... Yeah. Uh, but it's like not fing- me. Finger oh, mustache, yeah. See, I went straight to like the drunk lady um during the pandemic outside of like <gasps> like bang like ram ram ramming into the glass door over yes. and over again. You know, oh, I go boy. there. Oh man, I got a I got a door ramming story for you. <laughs> Please, let's do it. What tell us? <laughs> okay, so this happened not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Some guy, he came in, random guy, like they all are, and uh he had a blue mohawk and a Nike shirt with the word freak on top of it. And I was like, all right. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> he tried to come in with the cigarette. I was like, hi, I'm going to need to see your ID. And also, you can't bring that cigarette in. You got to go back outside. He's like, all right, well, do you have Mortal Kombat? And I was like, we got Mortal Kombat too. Take it outside. And he was like, all right. And he was out there for five minutes. And then he came back in. And he was like, you already showed you my ID. I was like, you never showed me your ID. And it's like, yeah, I did. I was like, you never showed me your ID, sir. I need to see your ID. And he was pulling. I was like, how old do you, how old do you think I am? Oh, I boy, at, here we go. You and look then, like you're, you're 12. You look like you're 12. Okay. Yeah. 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 You look like you're 12. And he was like, oh, you don't have to be mean about it. I was just joking. Jesus Christ. And then he went in and he goes to the bar and he tells the bartender, like, hey, if um, – if you want to play this guy in Mortal Kombat, if you beat him, he'll buy you a beer. Okay, whatever. And there was one guy who like challenged him and ended up beating him. And after that, he lit up another cigarette in the bar. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then the bartender was like, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. Get out of here. Get out of here. I also love how easy this guy is to spot. With oh a blue God. fucking mohawk. Yeah, blue mohawk. Blue and the mohawk shirt guy. that says freak. When the cops come, you're like, yeah. blue hair. The word freak oh on his God. chest. Yeah. But, and after that, like, uh, the bartender's like, all right, you're done. Get out of here. Get out of here. And I was like, all right, you're kicked out. You got to go. And then he was like, what? Because I lit a cigarette? I was like, yeah, because you did that. And he went and followed the rules. Like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I was like, I told you first thing when you walked in, you cannot have a cigarette in here. And then... After that, we ended up slowly backing out. He tried to go grab his beer. I took it from him. It ended up crushing and falling to the floor. That's an important part of the story. Okay. <laughs> so, like, after a while, I was like, man, fuck you. And then he looked at the bartender, fuck you. I was like, well, fuck you. Get out. And then he started going. And then he, like, nudged me a little bit. And he opened the door. And remember that can that I mentioned literally five seconds ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took it and it was already crushed up and he turned around and I was trying to throw it at him, but like just in the general area, just to let him know, like he's no longer welcome here. I ended up throwing it and it hit him in the face. <laughs> and, too bad to have bad yet perfect aim. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Like all my baseball skills happened to come back for one night only. <laughs> Oh fuck! And it was ninety. It was a ninety mile per hour curveball. Pretty much, uh, and it and it cut him just above the right oh. eye, and he started to bleed a little bit. And I was like, oh, I made someone bleed, but I gotta stay. <laughs> I gotta stay determined. You can't do that. And he's like, Why would you do that? Why did you? You want to hurt me? You know this? I was like, Just leave. And then he's at the door, like flicking me off, and uh, that I'm flicking him off, and thinking that you know, like just go. And then he tried to kick the door. And the oh. door is pretty much all glass. And oh, so, boy. oh boy. 
after that, I went out there and I grabbed him by the shirt and I was trying to lead him and he started trying to flail and I grabbed him by the hair and we walk up a little bit and mind you, there's people all outside watching this, by the way. And I ended up throwing him a little bit. Now there's two metal tables that are sitting right outside in the front. And from my vantage point, he was going towards the corner of one of those tables. And Uh-oh. I'm sitting here like, oh, shit. You're like, no, I'm really, God. I'm like fucking yeah. WWF. <laughs> yeah. Like, you like just dialed 9-1 on your yeah, phone waiting exactly. for the <laughs> Yeah. And then after that, he ended up falling right between the bench and the table. I was like, oh, thank God. And then he like gets over like, what? You want to go? You want to fight? And I was thinking, I was like, oh, you're so you're so fucked up right now. I could definitely take you, but it would make it will basically look like bullying from this point. Sure. So I backed off, like, get the fuck out of here. Don't ever come back. And I walked inside, and next thing you know, here I am, a legend yet again. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you like cool down off something like that too? Like, how oh. do you decompress after? Do you can you sleep when you get home at night? Do you oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, like with me, well, personally, I don't take it personally. I try not right. to take it as personal as possible. Um, this is like, great. Li- this is great life advice, just yeah. in general. It's usually not about you. It's not about the possible. Yeah. you know. It's, yeah, and like I, just, I have a job to do, and it's basically to make sure that the establishment is okay and that the patrons are okay. And if there's one bad apple, you gotta get rid of it, you know? Absolutely. And like, basically I'll like feel all hyped up, but you know, I, I'm sorry. I take, I uh, credit that to the little bit of acting that I do, like acting skills that I do have. And then after that, I'm just cool and calm. And like, I could feel the adrenaline slowing down and calming down, but. I'm pretty cool. If, like during during any like incident, there was oh, there I got stories for days. I swear, dude. To <laughs> well, let's. I mean, because I really do think we could stretch this out a little bit, especially if we did like another fifteen or so together. Yeah. This is could be a really fun. I mean, it's really, it's just a whole world that us as servers like we have our own shit to deal with when customers like in a restaurant are unruly or whatever. And when mm-hmm. you're a restaurant. Um, generally there's there's not a security person so it's up to you and the staff to problem solve and call the police and you know maybe help get a woman's hand uh, that's been forked to a table um, you know successfully chainsawed off but you know and and, on the other side of it too us talking about like as a staff working together like do we call the cops or do we call somebody else to like Mm. intervene with this and like are there those sources where you're talking about staffs working together to decompress situations that like don't have to lead to somebody going to jail you know right right but oftentimes you're like who's the bravest and toughest or like who's the fucking um short fused motherfucker on our staff who Mm. we go to first you know because they'll either like step up and intimidate or whatever or we as a group can figure it out. But right, when you're working in a situation where the venue has hired you specifically, you know, first of all, you've written into us. You're like, I'm like a six foot three, you know, former athlete. You're like you said, you know, you're like, I'm I'm up close to 300 pounds, something like that. So like right then and there, that's a, you know, like yeah. that's a great quality to have as yeah. a tour man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a blessing and a curse, as I. Like I understand. <laughs> yeah, but you are the muscle. Like, yeah. Here, you know that. Yeah, that is part of it. But, yeah. but also, I think you know. But the like even, you said, chill, teddy yes. bear, when you want to be, you know. 
yeah. on the fun nights, on the great nights, it's all high fives, how you doing, handshakes, yeah. shoot the shit with the regulars, I'm sure, you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. Like checking IDs. Like that's yeah. the fun stuff to be like, to still get to know people in your community and like be a part of the team. Yeah. Just for like sure. any other place, you know? And that's the thing about it is that like when you see your friends or your regulars or even coworkers, it's always a fun time that you want to just. And I just want to sit there and just have the easiest of nights, you know, right. just don't don't start any fuck shit and let's just all go home in one piece. That's all I want. And um, there's definitely have been nights where that was the case and others that that wasn't the case. It and, just wasn't in the cards. It's kind of yeah. like the nights when you're like, we're just weeded. And everyone's got a problem and I didn't mm. want a problem, but it just, the universe is clapping back at me tonight for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, par but part of the job description, which, you know, is to be someone who can be even tempered and cool headed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's basically all I want to do. Like, I always say, uh, I actually have a little series on TikTok that yeah. I was basically breaking down like uh, things like door guy stuff. And uh, if you like go on TikTok and type in door guy stuff, oh, you we'll, can probably we'll find put them up. We'll put them up yeah. for sure. Okay. And there was there was one where I always say, I, I basically say, I'm not every door guy and every door guy isn't me. Sure. And what I mean by that is I take the approach of being friendly and welcoming and respectful. I was like, how you doing, ma'am, sir? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. No, ma'am, no, sir. You know, and all of that. And there's some guys that will just be like, show me your ID. You know, they don't want to smile. They don't need to smile or anything. However, I try to be the, the face of the business and be the welcoming factor. And that's with any biz, uh, any bar that I work at, you know, mm -hmm. no matter, no matter what, how it's going inside, whatever happens inside happens inside. But when you come in and you see me, I'm going to try to represent the best face possible for that establishment. And there, again, there are some that'll just be like friend, either friendly or some that's just very quiet and um, mild mannered and, you know, uh, just want to just do their job. And there's some that are, for lack of a better term, on edge. And like, if you say the wrong thing, they'll kick you out immediately. If you, right. You know, like, they attract the blue Mohawks, right? Yeah. Like, the Mohawks <laughs> flock to them. Pretty much. Yes. Absolutely. So, and you're, and you're like, but, you see, like, a, like a gaggle, like, <laughs> like that's what the like blue Mohawks, <laughs> drunk assholes, like swarming down the street. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it all depends. And, you know, there's multiple levels of security. Like uh, at this one bar that I work at up and down this one street um, called Edgewood, um, there are many places that have armed security guards, which mm -hmm. are either cops that are off duty or people, like you said, that uh, are hired from a security like firm or whatever. And you know, like it's nothing for me to see guns around, you know, those establishments. But me personally, I don't carry a gun. I barely carry a like a pocket knife. And um, yeah, like I just don't uh, it's not my vibe, although I will say this. I am all for the Second Amendment and I do respect guns, but I don't want to be forced to carry one. You know no. what I mean? No.
And unfortunately, especially at, uh, up and down that street, there has been in the last five weeks, four shootings, one death. Wow. And um, it's or at least one death. And it's it's kind of scary. And especially when you hear it, because, you know, sometimes you think, oh, that's fireworks. No, that's not fireworks, you know, and then you but see people running up and down and it's been yes. that time of year, though, too, where it's yeah. just like it is fireworks and guns, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's so. all of the above. I yeah. mean, obviously, bigger cities like all have like more levels of security up and down. I feel like with Atlanta, just like talking about it because you guys are known for your strip clubs, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a known thing. Like the security there has got to be really interesting, too, because oh, yeah. there there are rules and you, mm-hmm. you know, is there, yeah. is there booze allowed at the strip clubs there? Uh, I don't, I, I'll be honest. I do not know. Like strip not. clubs are not, has <laughs> never been my thing. I barely go to the oldest one, which is the Claremont lounge. <laughs> and, um, I, uh, yeah, like I know that if there's a bar, you generally cannot take alcohol inside unless you know i guess you have special permission aka oh no i guess i mean like them serving alcohol oh yeah 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 okay yeah of course like there's places that like they have bartenders all up and down and then they (laughs) the uh they have an eye in the sky aka the dj that will point you out if you're not tipping the the dancers or whatever so i'm pretty sure that they basically bust balls all the time in there if you're not Um, consuming and like throwing money at something all the time exactly got it yeah you're the wrong place yeah yeah pretty much but yeah but uh yeah uh again like certain some places they require like a lot more security than others and the all the all the jobs that i work except one basically required that type of security okay but i'm not but i only worked that one time and i would and i said i'm never going back so well because i'm curious too so like i mean i'm sure an establishment has got to hammer out what their liability their licensing is you know how it could get so messy to be a bouncer who is armed and something you know because we see how drunkenness and rage and all of these situations like obviously the choice is going to be to just try and handle someone with hands Mm -hmm. you have to subdue them and then get them on their way like that's as much as anyone wants to do but if someone's really coming at you with a weapon that turns into a situation yeah and you know and also fuck that this is just your job you don't own a bar exactly but thank god i haven't had to deal with the situation with that but I'm knocking all, on my wood for you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we might need her. Yeah, the, the HR lady might need to handle this one too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's get her on this. But uh, but yeah, like ultimately, like if it comes down to a situation like that, it's going to be fight for survival. You know? Yeah. Right. I'm going to do everything I can to stay alive. Absolutely. That's Good just Lord. the that's just the general nature of things, you know. And well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's so no, and I'm just saying, like it's it's. It's sad. It's dark, you know, but it's like it's just well known that like drinking and drugging and staying up late and everyone's emotions are running high and exaggerated. And like it just really I mean, it creates a job that's needed, but it's Mm -hmm. a job that is created because of the fucked up behavior that everyone willingly enters into, you know, and 
it's it's mm. it is scary when you think about nightlife a lot of the times too where you're like you know there's tra- i mean it, it attracts a criminal element there are just the mm. old-fashioned dive bars you know, mm-hmm. with just the old people trying to slowly kill themselves with alcohol. That's a place <laughs> that's yeah. where I'm most comfortable. There's no door person. You know, I mm. I personally as a patron, I'm like, if this is a seriously like um, door person, doorman. And I'll get into this other topic in a minute. But like mm. security check, coat check. They're patting mm. everyone down before you come in. I'm already nervous to go there personally. I'm like, this is probably not going to be my crowd. Like the closest yeah. I come to that is sports and concerts where it's like, yes, yes you got to check oh, everyone to make sure no one's bringing a fucking bazooka into this. Absolutely. You know. yeah, yeah. And that's a situation where you're going to have like multi, you know, colored wristbands on for certain mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. that just makes everybody's job much easier. Do you wristband people at all on certain nights? Uh, n- not, n- not really. Yeah. Um, like, especially at the one concert venue slash bar that I work at, all I have to do is just sit there, you know, pretty much. <laughs> but we'll get into why that has been such a pain in the ass as of late. But um, yeah, I, I basically like go upstairs and I make sure that everything is good. I make sure that the um, the uh, entertainers are okay and that uh, they don't. If they need anything, I'll try to help them out with that. And, I tell them all the time, like, if there's anyone back there that is supposed to be back there, come and get me. I'll take care of it. And I basically have a list of rules for, like, just uh, people who have a show. I was like, only you and the photographers are allowed back there. If a family or friend has to go back there, you must escort them back and you must escort them out. And while you are on stage, no one of your friends or family are allowed backstage at all. I mean, talent babysitter is a big thing. People don't mind the rules when it comes to that. I would imagine a lot of the times. Yeah, very simple stuff. But, you know, there are times where you have to just check these uh, these uh, college these college boys and girls, you know, the boys with the as I like to call the Alabama comb or comb over when they have like this full mane of hair but for some reason it's always like around their eyebrows and they got their <laughs> collar shirts and shit I'm like, just cut the shit off but i'm sorry I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old man now but um no but like there has been incidences where i had to go up to people and i'm like hey calm it down or whatever or like i just go about my business and you know if it's secure i do my job yeah but, and then, like, you have um, owners like the one that I work for who like to tell me, like, hey, I need you to do figure eights in the middle of the show and uh, pick up trash and whatnot. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's like, that's a different job description. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And oh my God, that, that this place has been pissing me off so much. Yes, you, you described it that it's like, yeah kind of being that um faceless sort of emotionless presence who's just instilling calm and security Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. trying not to take it personally or wondering do i even want to work at this event when you were saying it was like QAnon, like yeah just a crazy political wait wait what happened i know set set this set this up please so i go into work this is what two fridays ago now and I walk in and I say hey to everybody and um, 
I walk upstairs just to, you know, check out the sound check and make sure that everybody's all right upstairs. And when I get there, the sound guy, he goes, he comes in like, hey, Jared, you want to ask your $50 for tonight? You want to sell merch? I was like, all right, that's cool. I guess I could do that. Not a problem. And when I go into work, I don't look for, I don't know what's going on more times than that. I don't know half the bands that are playing or anything like they're just enter, they're just another band or they're just another person or whatever. Not even thinking about it. If the music's good, cool. If it's not good, cool. But people enjoy it. And so I was like, sure, I'll do that. And they're like, oh no, actually, we're gonna need you at the door. I was like, ah, that's fine, whatever. And after sound check, I go outside. They they they're smokers. I'm not. And uh, he looks at me like, yeah. I, I had to change my mind about that because this guy, uh, this is basically kind of underground stuff because he was at the Capitol on the on January the sixth, and uh, you know there talks of people trying to like come at him and whatnot. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Right. And, so you had like you had basically an event for quote unquote patriots. Yeah, you know? and cool. it was was uh, it Ariel Pink? No. <laughs> So it was uh I, I guess I could give his name. I don't care anyway. The name yeah. of the guy was Shane Hazel. He's running for governor no uh under the libertarian uh name and he was talking about libertarianism and then the entertainer, his name was was it Zach Deputy. And uh I don't know if both of them were there or not, but oh I can tell you that uh Zach Deputy, he uh, oh god it was it started to become painful <laughs> listening to his music because apparently he was slated to play for three hours no yeah no one named zach deputy should fill no. more than 45 minutes <laughs> exactly and and especially like, when you're like crying about being like a white nationalist yeah. and and like a, an immense and, rights activist and you know that's that's the thing. Like pretty much, it was because, from what I understand, libertarianism is like diet Republican, but they also like weed, you know. And um, that's basically what they were talking about, more or less. It's just that, and like, but I was basically on edge because you know, I'm not affiliated with any of any type of ideology of that or even conservative conservatism in that in that lot but it was just so uncomfortable for me like even the general manager is like dude i'm so sorry i i mean i had nothing to do with it but i apologize i was like man yeah that that, this has been pretty fucked up tonight um just to give our listeners a handle on the, mm-hmm. what you were listening to uh, just you know Zach Deputy describes his style as island infused drum and bass gospel ninja soul I was just given that information by Brian yeah that's basically what it sounded what he tried to make it sound like because he has loops a looper machine so yeah. like and I was like this guy is just <laughs> your face right now you were so so like, but okay. you're also like you're seeing all the people coming in and out of this venue at the same yes. time, right? And that's yes. more what it is—is is like the attraction of it, and you being like, "Oh, is this a fucking rally? Like, what's going yeah. on right now?" Right? Yeah, I get. Yeah, and then like after a while, you know, like when the ticket office is closed, it's pretty much fair game. That that that's natural. 
people come in and out and people are curious. And like last week, one of my really good friends, he and his band performed and they threw down. Oh, it was an amazing show. But um, like, but yeah, it's curiosity more or less for people. And, you know, like by that time you got like these 20 somethings like new to Atlanta types that'll just come in and they just want to dance and that's fine, you know. But for the most part, I think like after a few questions, like a quick Q&A thing, because that Hazel guy, he was like the host of like trying to like bring up like the liberal agenda or something. I really was trying to zone out because I was like, what in the ever loving fuck did I get into? (laughs) And after he talked uh, and gave a quick Q&A, it just went to the music and oh, it was just oh, I I've never rough. heard it. Yes, it, it was, was rough. It was yeah, the, it was very very. There's got, like there's got to be on top of that too. No wonder your general manager's like apologizing, going yeah. like, "Cool, here we've got someone whose job is to keep these knuckleheads safe who don't want to mm-hmm. keep others safe." You know, they don't have our safety or your safety or well-being or Mm. or think less of us, you know, as women and people of color to have any rights in this country. Oh, Oh, absolutely. It's really fucked up. It's not. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's got to be like a, a big thing. And I, I imagine like running security for something like that, hearing that this dude was at the insurrection and like what happened to security and mm-hmm. officers there. I'm sure that went through your head and just be like, cool, this is fucked up. Like what, what's going to happen tonight? You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, I was learning all of this on the fly. And um, <laughs> after you've clocked in, you're yeah, like, after what I now? clocked in and, and I'm like, you know, if this guy looks at me the wrong way, uh-huh. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that there's stairs going down oh, on both yeah. ends. So, you know, that's someone, what I'm saying. Someone's going to have a whoopsie. Um, yeah, there will be a oopsie. Well, that's that's dark. Um, yeah. I want to I want to ask two things and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. So can we talk about the sort of understood? I mean, we do understand, but there's absolutely different protocol for handling an out-of-control or violent male patron versus Mm. an out-of-control or violent female patron. Obviously, Mm. we know the gold standard. Like, we don't don't punch women, you know? You just Mm. did, period. Mm. Other great life advice or whatever. So um, how do you and your friends and other people who do this job, like, what are your tricks of the trade for kind of de-escalating? Well, um, when it comes to guys, or even anybody for that Mm. matter, I don't put, I try not to put hands on anyone. I just sure. stand in the way and I like start slowly walking f- towards the door as mm-hmm. they walking back. Mm-hmm. And basically at that moment, it's like, if you touch me, you fucked up, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I don't, I basically don't go in thinking violence or wanting violence. I just keep my hands to myself. Mm-hmm. And we try to de-escalate it that way and just get them outside. And if they're like resisting, that's when you gotta like put, you know, put a little force behind it a little bit. And and if they continue to be resistant and whatnot, that you just basically gonna have to drag them out, you know. 
And I love the heave ho. I really love yeah. like the you got them by the back of their pants and the back of their mm-hmm. shirt and you throw them yeah. out like a bag of trash. Yeah, that's what happened to the guy who almost hit the table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I would but, uh, think I would think a calm move, and I've seen this before too, mm-hmm. is kind of like you turn someone around and you guide them out by their shoulders gently, kind of like oh. my hand, my hands are on you, but I'm not right. doing anything that's painful yet. I've actually had to do that because I I don't know if it's still like pending, but um, there was a woman that uh, was kicked out of the venue. This is at a previous venue, and she was being violent. She ended up biting the door of the uh, uh, ticket office guy, Yeesh. and I basically went up to her and I grabbed her by the shoulder. She calmed down immediately, and I walked her out. Yeah, Who so. bites the ticket office like, person? This crazy bitch does, obviously. If you are <laughs> biting someone before you've even gotten in, like, yeah. I, it's... <laughs> well, oh, no. The- also, how did she get in through that little slot of plexiglass? No. <laughs> 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 there's, there's secrets. I can't tell you. No, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. No, but uh, what, what, what it was is uh, one of the musicians of this band, very popular band in Atlanta, um... It was his ex-girlfriend and like he actually came out to me as like, hey, man, my ex-girlfriend's here. She's being violent and unruly. Is there a way that you like get her, get her out? And I told him, I was like, there should be a guy in the back, another security guy. Uh, tell him because he could do more with that. And apparently like she was being kicked out. I was asked to go and help out the situation. And, like when I went back there. My friend was like, she's biting me. And I came up behind her, grabbed her by the shoulders, and she calmed down, and she was all limp and sad, and she, we walked her out. And last I heard that she was, like, it was going to court, and this was over a year ago, obviously. But Yikes. Yeah, so. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of stress that got put out on a lot of oh, people yeah. because people's feelings are ultimately hurt. What a shame. Yeah, I know. Um, it's it was- so crazy. and And you just, like, Sometimes kindness can go a long way to be like, I'm sorry you're having a rough night. People are mm-hmm. so keyed up. Us mm-hmm. ladies just need someone to talk to sometimes because that yeah. guy might have been a real jerk and a gaslighting yeah. fool. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think being a bouncer is like you witnessing like the the big the big social experiment every oh, yeah. night, right? Mm-hmm. You see all walks. You mm-hmm. see people at their best and their worst. Like mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. Right, coming in, you see like that. You see people like roll up to the club in their beautiful mm. little dresses and their heels, and then they're leaving with mm. one shoe missing, and they're wearing like a fucking bar napkin. You know, yeah. for they like they're like I don't know where my top went. I'm wearing yeah. a bar napkin over yeah, each tit. You know, wild in there. <laughs> um, Just make sure the license yeah. plate on their Uber matches the one on the car, and you get them in, and yeah. you know, yes. get, you know, pretty much, board. yeah. Um, but do you have any advice for people who feel oh so inspired to get into this line of work? Uh, yeah. If you want to be like, just be yourself, more mm-hmm. or less, and also have a calm demeanor. Don't get too excited. Don't get too like down. Always try to keep your emotions intact because it can get emotional. They will say some really messed up things i've been called fat boy i've been called worse oh i've definitely been called worse um over the years but you know i don't take it personally like like just 
you know, know what you're getting into, know your surroundings, know the neighborhood, and be cool with as many people as you can. You know, always check IDs. Always, um, always don't ever feel obligated to make someone feel like they're important. What am I trying to say? Don't, if you get, if your answer is no, let it be no. Let it stay a, as a no. You know, don't, don't let people walk all over you because they want to get in or whatever. So, but yeah. And just, generally, are we supposed to tip bouncers? Like, I'm not talking about bribes. Yeah. I'm talking about like, right, are we like, supposed to be like, thank you for everything. Here's $20. Good night. Uh, I'm totally okay with that. I've I've received many a tip. Some people are like, "Hey, man, this is for you," and I was like, "Oh, well, thank you." You know, like the owner, the uh, establishments don't frown upon that. But if you're like walking out with more money than the bartenders, you know, then that's going to be a problem. They're well, going to hear about not it. your yeah. look. If they you can't help it if you're the <laughs> fucking best. You know, <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your no. fault that you're awesome. Yeah, it, but I'm talking about like taking bribes, like a person. Oh, you want? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, if like people want to, like, tip you, you like I'm walk in with, with your tip jar when you get to work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, just um, like tips, I'm fine with it. If you don't want to tip, that's cool. Like, if you want to tip, that's cool. Like, that's just how I operate. But uh, right, yeah, and that's I, pretty much it. I think it's important to also know that you know, like, listen, some people love to do the thing where they're like, "Hey, man, let me buy you a drink." Like, you oh, have yeah. to suss it out, but generally, you can't. You no. know, yeah. that's not the way you're showing appreciation yeah. in, in yeah, this uh, I, venue. Like, you know? yeah, I definitely like more times than I, I will always refuse alcohol. Like, hey, you want, can I buy your drink? It was like, no, don't, I don't drink while I'm at work. And that's just been a general rule for me for the last, what, four, five, six years now. It's mm-hmm. just, just don't drink on the job. And, yep. you know, like, because I'm the first, I'm the first line of defense, more or less. So right, <laughs> I got to right. be sharp. But uh, yeah, also just a little tidbit, like if anyone, this for everyone, but if anyone is giving you a hard time at the bar, Please go to the to the bouncer or the door guy because they are the ones who can handle this situation. Because if you go to the bartender, you're probably throwing off the rhythm. You're probably slowing things down, which is going to make it even more difficult for them. So come to the door guy. We're don't be afraid to come to us. We're always going to do our jobs to make sure that you are safe and uh, cared for. So. I had a situation, our door guy, Antonio, at the Fable, you know, I went mm-hmm. up and I talked to him. There was a girl who was on the patio last Thursday who mm-hmm. I had been keeping eyes on. She was alone. She was in and out of consciousness, just sitting oh, there alone wow. with oh, a wow. suitcase. But she had ordered food next door, had a meal alone. I watched her having a glass of wine. But mm-hmm. then something some other substance that I was not aware of that maybe she had. Uh, Yeah, then she came over and I asked her, she's like, well, I'm visiting from Arizona. And I was like, oh, do you know where you're going? You know, whole thing. But like, I was like, I'll help you if you need help. She didn't want it. So then Mm -hmm. I immediately, you know, I looked over to Antonio and he's like, oh yeah, I've got eyes on the situation. I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. let a guy scoot her away yeah, we don't yeah. want another cecil hotel incident oh, yeah. jesus that's exactly what that sounds like Jeez, to me yeah. <laughs> it was tough but it's like they're your allies they are looking out for people you yeah. know it's the great it's the person to go to you know yeah and you know, they want to make sure we're safe and having a good time 
Absolutely. And I'll get, uh, leave with this story as well. Um, I actually hurt my hip doing this, but there was a guy that was kicked out um, because he was high pretty much. And we kicked him out because he was bothering three women. And um, long short, he was trying to be a little nuisance. He ended up throwing a cone at me and, you know, he's lucky that I wasn't close enough to like catch him and beat the shit out of him. But Anyway, he was in and out of that phase. Like, why am I being kicked out? He's like, oh, you're fat and you can't catch me and all this other stuff. But while we were dealing with him, those three ladies came out and they were trying to go home. And while they were out, it was like, they saw him like, oh, God, that's the guy. I was like, ladies, I'll walk you around them and send you on the way. So while one of my coworkers was dealing with him, I walked them around and let, helped them on the way. And as soon as they were gone, he turned around and he looked at, he saw, saw them. And I looked at him and was like, where the fuck do you think you're going? And he was like, what? what you going to try to fight me? I was like, yeah, you, you wish you could fight me and all this other stuff. And I was talking all, all types of mad shit just <laughs> to keep his attention on me. Right. And it worked because those ladies, as soon as I couldn't see him anymore, I let it go. But he was like, oh, why don't you come and find out? Why don't you come and find out? So I like try to like, like run after him and I ended up slipping on some dirt and oh you told him <laughs> no. yeah and, and my hip went like hey fat ah. ass you can't do that I was like thanks hip and oh uh, yeah like <laughs> your whole body went like yeah yeah and he's like ha, ha, you can't catch me you fat and all this other stuff and I was like well yes way you know and I was just talking all types of mad shit I was like yeah your mother didn't say that some I forget what I said <laughs> Well, <laughs> someone needs to tip. Someone needs to tip you with a foam roller or a Theragun <laughs> exactly. the next time you. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, my manager is like, "What are you doing? Leave him alone! Leave him alone!" It's like I'm trying to give the ladies more distance so that he won't follow them to where yeah, they're going. Yeah, classic diversion tactic. Yeah, yeah, and so I I, I sacrificed my hip for that. So you're a hero. You're a oh, legend, man. as Absolutely. you call yourself, and now I we am, call you. To the legend, I what 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 did my uh, manager call me? It was like he of legend. Yes, he of legend. <laughs> Jared, he of legend Hayes. Um, yes. I mean, uh, this brings me not mm -hmm. that I have yeah. never in my life not appreciated like the amazing people that have worked the door where I have worked, but like every mm -hmm. place that I will go into from now on, we I hope you guys, you know, put have put different eyes on like everything that is going on in these people's heads. At yeah. all fucking times. I fully appreciate it because it's like on Monday nights, it's a female staff, you know, it's me out there till after two and a female bartender. Mm -hmm. And I found out that the door guy was our bartender's man, which is really oh, cute. I love so that. he's working the door, nice. protecting his lady. Oh. And by default, me. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's there's there's a really heightened sense of appreciating that as someone who. I, you know, this is a new world that I'm re-entering into. Well, absolutely. And, you know, the thing that I definitely want to stress is just to everyone just have a good time. Be sure to have your IDs with you. <laughs> Don't have it yeah. on your phone. <laughs> Bring your IDs. Except Passports, okay, right? Yes. Passports, fine. Passports, green cards if you're an uh, uh, immigrant, uh, ID, driver's license. In Georgia, some places even take the uh, concealed weapons license. As, oh, yeah. but not a Costco membership card? No. What the fuck? I know. I know. 
<laughs> but yeah, just if you're going to leave your house, it doesn't matter for how long. Don't be like, oh, I love my ID at home. Why did you leave your ID at home? You have your phone with you. Right, you have your right. keys with you. Right. Why couldn't you bring your wallet or your ID? Dumbass. Bring your fucking ID. Bring no it. excuse. But, I'm also just going to say when my Casa card is in my purse, it's basically a concealed yeah. weapon anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I many savings. You. It's dangerous. It is. Um, <laughs> it so is. <laughs> uh, man, well, you've been amazing to spend time with and talk to. And Absolutely. Oh, glad, yeah. glad your health <laughs> is returned and you stay oh. safe doing the yeah. job. Thank you. And um, let us know about this, you know, this new line of work we might get into called assist. Wait, wait. Production assisting leather. Hello. Oh, oh yeah. Mean, I'll definitely dude, give you all that information. We're all, we're all out there looking for any heads up on any sort of interesting new job we could all get into. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, if, sure. we'll, if worlds collide, you'll be bouncing at a leather bar in no time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing well we will share some of your tiktok videos if you uh want to connect us to those we'll go find them but sure. um mm -hmm. all right keep it cool in georgia uh yes. i think atlanta is one of the cities we would potentially uh you know maybe be able to get a little crowd if we ever did a live thing so we'll hook oh, it up with sure. you well we'll, oh, yeah. we'll have we'll do something together and uh yeah, we'll definitely have a good time. There's plenty of places around that are I, pretty awesome. I've never been as an adult, so I oh. really, really love to go to Atlanta. So. I'll show you all the sites where they filmed all those movies that were Ooh. made in L.A. or like said that the scenery, oh, scenery was Angeles. L.A. Or, oh, you'll be uh, like that green screens where they filmed Ant-Man yeah. and that green screens where they filmed the Avengers. Like, yeah, you know, it'll be I'll, just show, like <laughs> I'll show you the uh, <laughs> the uh, London Art Museum. Uh, or London Museum of Art that was filmed in uh, um, Black Panther is literally oh, yeah. up the street and around the corner from me. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, great episode, and I I have a new one. You know, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of ep uh -huh. every episode? Godspeed. We say we and good behavior and good behavior. Yes. <laughs> Bring your IDs, damn it. Mind your p's and q's, please. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk Thanks. to you guys next time.